It's Thursday, July 29th, National Chicken Wing Day, and you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Welcome, everyone, to Uniform Exchange, where we only discuss the most serious topics within the weird, wacky, wild world of sports business. Uh, It's a big day in sports, but before we get started, I think we need to welcome a new... It's actually National Intern Day as well. Did you guys know that? Today is National Intern Day? I'm not making that up. Yeah, that's a true statement, National Intern Day. So I'd like to welcome... Myers, did you get your intern... uh uh bouquet of flowers or anything i don't know chris did you get an inter uh, did you get a bouquet of flowers <laughs> no not even no no 100 free no i didn't get him i didn't get him any flowers but it is very exciting to have a co-host a, a new co-host with us today uh let me go around the room real quick i'm michael myers with birdie box and the sports marketer as always um i would like to welcome mr I think we're going to go with CTA because we now have two Chris's on the show today. But Mr. Chris Todd from YouGov, Chris Todd, welcome. We gov to you. We gov to you. Ah, welcome. Thanks. Happy to wild. be here, guys. Welcome Josh Kyle's in charge of sound effects coming through again. And we're in danger if that's the truth. Uh, but as always, I'm joined by Team Marketing Reports, Chris Hartwig in the upper right corner. Welcome back, Chris. Thank and you. Josh Kyle's. Uh, the new head of sponsorship for the sports marketer, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. Welcome, Josh. You're welcome. Oh, I, I thought <laughs> I thought we were going to have some some sound effects there. Well, um, I, I almost booed Chris uh, Hartwig, but uh, I held back. It happens. I love Chris Hartwig. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, Goose Island's Mike Smith is on location today, a.k.a. Dad number two on location today. But we're very excited to have Chris Todd with us. Chris, welcome to the show. And uh, with that, I think, unless I have any objections, gentlemen, I think we're ready. Welcome, for- Chris. Welcome. Chris, it's good to have you. you at least uh, we have an intelligent and handsome Chris on the show for a change. So that's good. So I was thinking the exact same thing. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Which part? The handsome part? <laughs> All right, we're uh, ready. Rack it up, rack it up. I got a bill. Make me a safe house. Shake it up, shake it up. She got her hands on it. All right. Yeah, see, all this is new to Chris. Chris, Chris, how many times, how many episodes have you watched? I got in two. I got into two of them, and that was uh, the transitions are, are getting better. <laughs> yeah, well, you must have watched one of the early ones that yeah, day. he didn't watch he didn't watch one of the double digit shows where we're no. just smooth. Super smooth. You're just, super you're figuring smooth. stuff out. Uh a little at a time. Yeah, a little bit at a time. All right, gentlemen, let's get started with some stuff that's I mean, this has been a big week in sports. Uh, every week's a big week in sports, I say, but we've got a lot of moving parts and moving pieces, and we'll start things off with somebody we never ever talk about. The NCAA, they haven't been on our lips for for months, it seems. Love those guys. Ah, Love those guys. But a lot of stuff going on in the NCAA. But let's start. Let's just start with Texas and Oklahoma. They want to go to the SEC. The SEC wants them to come. Before I talk too much about this, gentlemen, I just want to hear what your thoughts are. 
Well, just like I promised last week that this deal wasn't going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen. Strong prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's better to be wrong than, than nothing else. No, yeah, wait, what is it? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, this is as epic uh, a, a change up as there could be in the landscape of uh, Texas's, um, you know, top, top, top tier in, in particularly in the football side, which is the, you know, the, 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 the biggest moneymaker out there and huge uh, alumni based owner base and the anchor of big 12. And, uh, you know, so I, I would love to know what the, you know, how, how did that conversation start, you know, between Oklahoma and Texas and, and how great does, you know, Oklahoma state feel left in the dust or, uh, Texas A&M, that's a member that was supposed to be the only Texas member in the SEC, and they knew nothing about the conversations either. I mean, I think it started exactly. with, hey, dude, you want to get rich and screw Texas A&M? Yeah. I think that's yeah. how that started. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, they, they, I mean, you think Texas gives any shits of what A&M? I mean, if anything, that's more reason to do it, is to shove it up there. And suppose, supposedly A&M was one of the only schools that basically showed any objectives. Objections, objection. Yeah. Objection. Yeah. Um, to this early on. But I mean, rationally only- so. They had a competitive advantage over Texas on recruiting because they were in the SEC and Texas was not. And God bless the Big 12, but the SEC is the gold standard in college football for the past, you know, 10 years at least. And so, yeah, I, I, it doesn't surprise me, Josh, that the uh, A&M folks weren't a big fan of this move. No, it does, it's not surprising, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do anything to stop it because the no, SEC needs 11 of 14 schools to approve it, and A&M is only one, one lonesome. So, Yeah, there was, I was reading something about that. And there's some history with uh, Mizzou and Texas that uh, – forgetting who I was reading it from, but that, that, you know, they could be somebody that would raise their hand to, to, to block this thing. And then uh, now I'm completely spaced on the third school that also had had some, some potential. They'd need four. They'd need I thought four. it was three. No, well, I you, have was, to, you have to like, 11 of 14 passes it. So that would mean you need four to block it. Right. Oh, I thought it was, if you had three, if you didn't have, Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I see yeah, what you're I saying. Yeah, but so the, unless there's a fourth, the sports but. biz angle that shows you this move was Steve Berkowitz did, a, as always, did a great story. A great did you talk to him this. recently? Uh, no, I did not. I read him, <laughs> and I admire him. I respect him, and I wish he worked for TMR. Steve, Steve's breakdown um, yesterday, I think it was, is that the, at the time this deal is supposed to you know the grant of the media grant of rights to go through 24 25 timing that the sec revenue would be basically the same as the ncaa's please continue chris what you're saying is of extreme interest and i need to hear more thank you i know that's exactly the opposite of what you're thinking, <laughs> 1.3 billion dollars sec revenue alone and yeah. then the ncaa roughly about the same like it's, I mean, what I think is, and I, I'll finally shut up, is um, is that this will bring about the not, not only the demise of the, the Big 12, Big 8, but it will completely shift the way the NCAA, at least Division One, operates because they're, they don't they don't have 
the power or the knowledge and wherewithal to be able to push back on this. They do have the leadership, however. <laughs> We'll get into that later. Their leadership. Without a doubt. Yeah. Is, have you secured hashtag fake Mark Emmert for an appearance again this week? Uh, he calls every week. So we'll see. I don't know uh, if we've got right. actually a quote from him this week or not. We'll find out as the show progressive. Probably. Right. I, mean, I saw him drop that week. Instagram post endorsing us. I thought that was fantastic. He did. It was nice. Check that out. That was nice. I think, but I think I mean, the, the, the interesting stuff going on with, with a lot of this is the, the I guess, the accusations around collusion and all of those pieces as far as uh to your point myers as far as the conversations that must have been happening under the surface and for how long before they were made public or at least aware to the the you know the big 12 and others that are involved um i mean there, there are so many pieces to it and implications with huge dollar signs on them uh if, if this if this unfolds the way it looks like it's going to yeah and, it, and it's not even just you know, what you're just mentioning there is the conversations between Texas, Oklahoma and the SEC. But now uh, Mr. Bolsby has come out and straight up pointed his both of his fingers, all 10 of his fingers at ESPN and uh, is accusing them of doing the very same thing. Uh, not collusion necessarily, but certainly tampering. And uh, I think even, Chris, you mentioned the word scorched earth earlier today, and I do believe that's the tactic they're re referencing that is being used by ESPN. The accusations are, just to be clear, is that ESPN is having conversations with other conferences and trying to convince them to go in and pick over the Big 12, pluck teams out one at a time. Well, um, yeah, but that's, of course, that's the way Bullsby, who's shell-shocked right now, is going to react. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you expect ESPN to do? They're going to sit and just say, well, you guys sort all this out, and then we'll restructure our TV deals. I mean, the thing that looks nefarious is what? How many billions, one-point-something billion in TV money is due from ESPN to Big 12, and if they dissolve, that four years left right. on that deal goes away. So that looks and bad. ESPN also ESPN. has a deal with SEC starting in 2024, so they would well, right, but, all that stuff. But, but again, if I'm ESPN and they've been approached or they're aware that this is happening, it's you're stupid to just sit and wait for it to shake out. You've got to be like, okay, well, that means in all likelihood the Big 12 is going to blow up. And so AAC, what can you know? What, what are you guys, you know, now that this is out there, what are you guys doing? Well, the, the exit penalties, too, on, on both Oklahoma and UT, if, if they get out by you – know, basically, if they, if they were to get out before 25, there's huge amounts of money they have to pay. But if the Big 12 collapses or something goes south of the Big 12 and the integrity of that conference is gone, they don't have to pay it. Right. Right. And, I mean, that. so that – but that's the incentive. They're incentivized then to help topple it. So, I mean, no question they're just, incentivized, but the question right? remains, are they doing it in a way that's considered to be legal? And if there is right. damage being caused by activities they're doing that make them in breach of their own contract and or whatever, I think that's what that's the path that the Big 12 is going down, which is claiming that the way ESPN is going about this <clears throat> is clearly going to harm and or damage many other people. And, you know, the governing body, the NCAA is all over this. They got this. It's, they're going to take care of it. Well, it, it appears not. as though whoever their legal advisors are are, are the same ones who've won all these court cases for the NC. Oh, wait. No, they've lost all those too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I just don't see them. I mean, they're caught with their pants down and they're Bowlesby's fighting for his, basically his existence, his yeah. conference's existence. And this yeah. is a scare tactic that any other school tries to pull. Now it's seen as this collusion rather than these other schools being proactive. I mean, what, what are you doing if you're Baylor? Or well, here's, here's a question. You know, here's a question. I, I see where you're going with this, but here's my question. How does this, how is this different? I mean, we all condemned the super league to a, to a man, to a country, to a globe. Everyone condemned the super league. What is the separation here? We're calling it smart business by ESPN, smart business by Texas and Oklahoma. And I'm not saying well, it's not smart business, but I think I even said back when the super league, I can't blame them for trying. Well, so but I, aren't I mean, these guys the trying similar things? I mean, the difference to me is like I, I see where you, what you're saying about it, but it's not that the, these guys are removing themselves and creating their own SEC only system or something, or it's they're cherry is picking. It, it not the, what they're Ohio doing. State and Michigan and and Penn State leave and and from the Big Ten and North Carolina, you know, I mean, the ACC the top schools, and then they all go form their own league. That's the Super League. This is heading that direction, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the Big Ten would not would not claim that the SEC was any form of a Super League, but it certainly well, it certainly has shades of it. It has shades of the same kind. It certainly seems like it could be headed very much in that direction. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, I have, I have but, seen some that suggested could the SEC, could this just be the beginning? Of the SEC expansion, could they right. continue could be a 2014 off? league? Right, right. Exactly. And at that point, they could basically have their own college football. Well, there is no at that point. There, just quite honestly, at that point, there is no NCAA. At that point, right. NCAA and, and is that is really what set of rules basically. That's it's and, we, we provide referees. That's what right, and that's just what is so shocking about all of this is that the SEC thinks that they could do a better job. I than can't the understand why anyone would think that. Why? I, can't I mean, why but I, I think I think that the there's there's something to be said about the importance of the NCAA. And I know it sounds funny me saying that right now, but but what's to stop it from just becoming another professional sports league? Nothing. Um, well, nothing. I mean, exactly. at this point, <laughs> when players are getting, I mean, they're they're not the players are not getting paid to play, but they are benefiting now monetarily. So we're up against it being a professional league now. Yeah, yes. and I, I think I, we're I, gonna I, we can I, kind of t- touch on this a little bit more when we go into NIL into high school later on in the show. But it it kind of begs the question: like, wh- where does amateurism stop and end? The, yeah, they're enrolled in classes. That's really the, the only differentiation. <laughs> I didn't come here to play school. <laughs> I didn't come here to play school. I don't know who that quote is, but I love it. Uh, so we know it's gonna. We all agree that it's gonna happen. Texas and Oklahoma is going to the SEC. I'm predicting 2024. I hear it could be 23 or 25. Chris, you mentioned the penalties and stuff, but that means that topic is over and we move to the next topic. You guys could hear that, yeah? Yeah, we could, and it doesn't yeah, always what? mean that. But it rarely means that. It could mean that. It could. going. Let's come. Let's talk some more. Well, let's let us talk about one more thing before we step to the high school round, uh, and that is the Barstool Sports has made its first foray into the world of media rights, and it's a little tenuous to call it a media rights maneuver, but they did uh, secure the naming rights of the Arizona Bowl. It will be called, I, I believe it's going to be called the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. I don't think there's any more words that are going to be in there. Um, but um, not only do they have the naming rights of that bowl, but they also have taken away the broadcast from CBS. 
and it will only run on December 31st on Barstool Sports on Barstool's media properties, which to this point, I mean, I think means it's going to be streamed only. Is that correct? It would it would yeah. only be streaming, correct? Yes. Right. Web, website, mobile app. Unless media. they, I would imagine they might have some sort of an arrangement between now and then to be able to have it air somewhere aside from that. But I mean, I think your viewership will lag if you only stream your your bowl game. I would say. Yeah, but what is the Arizona Bowl doing? It's a bowl game. That's, that's a that's a great question. Uh, well, last year they had 1.77 million viewers on this CBS. Guy. This guy. Um, to be to think that I think they did about Barcelona did about 41,000 pay per view buys when they have done their fight nights, which obviously there's not going to be a paywall on this, so the number will sure. go up from that. But to think just kind of using that as a frame of reference of what their viewership is on a streaming event to, you know, they're not going to get close. They're they're not going to get close. If they get even close to half of 1.77 million viewers, that would be the Olympics. The Olympics right now, true story are not streaming close to one half. Well, they're streaming close to one half between one third and one half of that number you gave. I think on a given night, the NBC, app right now or the peacock app is streaming between 500,000 and 800,000 viewers is it so, really that's i mean partially i think that's that's a whole nother conversation but i think it is a, we'll get a, to that it's that's a, a lousy we will experience have, which we will we're going to talk we're going to talk a little bit about that as we get in yeah. here uh but congratulations to barstool we joke we tease because they say silly things sometimes like they have a sports agency which they don't and like things like that and you know whatever but it would be foolish to underestimate what a massive following like that could do for any property. And right now I feel like with social media being the driver that it is across all media landscape, Barstool can pretty much do what they want. Well, the flexibility that they have being that they're, they're non-traditional, whether they want to try to incentivize people, whether they want to try to social media campaign people into promoting it more, they can do whatever they want because they're, they're not a juggernaut, but, they're obviously a significant enough player to be able to afford that and also now own the media. Yeah. Well, and look at what they've done with their sports book and sports betting stuff is, is, is pretty impressive. And that plays right into this. I mean, what's bowl season you do it, you know, you're picking your bowl preferences and uh, whatever, you know, the 65 different bowl games of, uh, you know, who's going to win and we're picking against the spread and all this. Thank you. I'm done. I will say, while Chris gets the patented "Move On, Chris" button from, uh, which by the way, Michael it applies Myers, to two people this week. It's amazing, guys. For everybody on the show right now that's watching at home uh, across the world, probably more people watching us than the Olympics right now. Um, we have some exciting news for Uniform Exchange. We have our first uh, live comment that just Ooh, came do. in from the stream, Tom and it Callahan. is about this topic. So, our uh, my my good friend Tom Callahan is excited. For the New Year's Eve bowl game with Barstool, he thinks it's going to be an absolute party, and he's excited to see how Barstool promotes it. So, is this Tom, is this Tommy eats tacos? This is Tom eats Tom eats tacos. Tom <laughs> eating tacos. Uh, go follow him on Instagram at Tom eating tacos. You can go check out that's a real some page, of the best guys. and brightest tacos in the, the man game across, eats tacos. across the world. I mean, he's done reviews in L.A., <laughs> Chicago, New York, Mexico City. I mean, so far you're still in North America. You started with across the world. And he's commented, I love tacos. Thanks, Tom. España, también. (laughs) Okay. Come on, guys. But no, thank you, Tom, for the support. And we are excited. It is going to be interesting to see how Barstool promotes this game. There's no doubt about that. It's a perfect fit for them. 
It is. And it kind of got is. nothing. I mean, I can't imagine it was very expensive to get the name and title, especially they're going to come and just blow the, you know, the hell out of it, out of the water with all their promotion to it. That'll differentiate well, it because otherwise, I like I said, Arizona Bowl has incentive to work with a bar stool in a situation like this. Right. I mean, how do you stand out in amongst 42 bowls? Well, well there's, there's 40 bowls just in Arizona. In the I last think, two weeks of Arizona. <laughs> I think as we wrap this topic up, another thing to be noted with Barstool coming in as the media entity, you're going to get a, so much value from the promotion and the lead up to the bowl relative to probably every other bowl game. Yeah, that's that's not you know one of the major bowls. So it might even compete to, with a major bowl. The awareness play. But as yeah. as we as we shift at how we look at ratings and you know looking more at social media engagement, then there there might be different metrics that we ultimately look at this with, and I think that they'll they'll make sure they get their money's worth. Yeah, no question about that. Well, next topic, as we talked about last week, and it's sort of a natural progression here. We talked about last week the first big high school, not nil deal, as Chris pointed out, but nil arrangement uh, with Mikey Williams, the kid, the high school kid out of uh, North Carolina. Uh, one thing that's come to light this week is that it's a good thing he didn't live in Texas because yeah. if he did, he wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff. And there is a quarterback who has committed to Ohio State. Uh, and I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name because he wasn't supposed to graduate for like nine more years. Quinn E-W-E-R-S. Ears. It's, it's, it's spelled E-X-O-T-I-C. He's Joe Exotic's kid. <laughs> yeah, he that, does a little. That, he's got that, a bit of a mullet going. Mullet. Uh, but he's considering skipping his senior season and enrolling in Ohio State because in the state of Texas, high schoolers cannot capitalize on their name, image, and or likeness. And if he declares early and goes to Ohio State, it is projected that he could generate quite a bit of money. So now we see the first domino, if you will, of people making playing decisions at the high school level, full-on playing decisions based on state regulations, because, again, there is no overarching – not only is there no overarching rule for college, but there's no overarching rule for high school. So each state is setting their own, and that state's high school association has said that high schoolers can't, and there's a lot of states that did that. Um, I think you're going to start to see some people moving. <laughs> some well, people moving yeah, and, and, it, and it sucks to – as a you know a high school fan or high school sports integrity kind of a person that that would suck to not have him play his senior year um but uh, i mean how many hundreds of students already athletes are are doing that where they're leaving high school early and and coming in and playing in spring practice in college at division 1 to get a jump on things so i mean it's well, not you can even take a step out of that. If you leave football, you go to hockey, they're playing professionally, or at least junior professionally, when they're 16, 17. Right. They're not playing high school hockey, right? Going off and playing somewhere else. It's just a different system, right? But I do think you're going to start to see, at least in basketball, different systems that are they're already there. Slam, yeah. ball is life. Um, overtime league, overtime, <clears throat> overtime's the biggest one. Uh, they just raised eighty million dollars, I think. Or player, or players round. going internationally to play in basketball, which, we, which we've yeah. seen before. Um, I read a very uh, seemed to be inspired by NC, our friends at the NCAA statement from the National Federation of State High School Associations. Mm -hmm. Basically, it was just a long release talking about how much it's going to be terrible for high school 
uh, sports and ruin the integrity of the game and the majority of players play for fun and they shouldn't be able to monetize on their, you know, their connection to their high school team. Um, I don't think, I, th I think it's a little out of touch. I mean, most of these players are getting money because of their connection to what they do on social media, not, not for their high school, unless, I mean, there's a few high schools across the country that could probably help their players get monetized like Long Beach Poly, St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida. But for the most part, it was a very em Mark Emirati statement there from the National Federation of State High School Associations. They don't want their any of their affiliated high schools to be allowing. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, why wouldn't you? You've seen what the NCAA has done by shoving their head in the <laughs> sand for the last five years about NIL stuff. And boy, they, you know it's worked out really well to just, you know, pretend that this is still 1957. It's not. Yeah. Well, to be well, fair, I, I mean, look, I go ahead, Chris. I, I was just going to say really quick. I think, I think what it's going to do more than anything, because of course you can say integrity of the game. You can play that, that whole card as far as the kids, they play just to play for the love of the game. There's a lot of kids that play because of the fans. I'm not going to say it's necessarily money, but it's, it's the clout that comes with being a star athlete that, whatever Texas high school or Florida high school that you, that you play at. I think what it's doing is just shortening the runway for them to actually monetize that cloud. Yeah. And I mean, when you see, uh, I mean, wh why wouldn't you, if, if you didn't have to go to your high school and you can just start making money immediately, I, what I'm interested to see is how many kids their sophomore year, junior year of football decide to pivot and go do something else because they just made $5 million their first three years. Yeah, there's going to be all those. We talked about the outliers. There will be those. I, I do think it's going to change. I think the problem with the statement, Josh, that those individuals made or that organization made, it's not untrue. What they're saying is not untrue. It is going to mess with the game as it is today. It's going to change it. But I think probably change is a better way to describe what's going to happen than ruin it is going to change things. It absolutely is. There will be many players that don't play for their high school that go play for these other things. They're going to be uh, – I think that's the biggest thing is you're going to lose certain players. You're, you're See, going to lose certain players. The right, game but will change, but it will remain with the people that are locked in for that. They'll still be there. Right. But in these small in small towns or – I mean, it can even be big Texas towns – that that you know, high school football in particular could be basketball, but high school football in particular is so big, and you you know you don't want to see that go away. I get that, but to your point, not only is hockey, I mean, high school tennis is not a thing. It hasn't been for a long time, or you know, a golf or whatever. Where these guys, these guys and gals are going pro at 14, 15, 16, it just doesn't exist. And it yeah. kind of stinks that that could negatively impact high school football. But at but the it, same time, go, go ahead. It, it, I was going to say it, it negatively impacts collegiate too, because it, it's, I guess in a reverse, it's, you know, where these kids decide to go, if they decide to go on to college early, or if they decide, you know, what this, how this impacts eligibility from a pro perspective too, is, you know what, I'm just going to go this route. Yeah. I just, if, if you're able to monetize that early, you have a lot more flexibility and choices down the line. Something I forgot to mention with the last, the last, uh, the last segment there. Do you know what the the, the top two most on a percentage basis most uh, supported uh, university programs are in, in the U.S. currently by yeah. name and like name and likeness so far? No, 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 more so, more so on just if you look at like a t like a, a school support. Say I'm a fan of this university, the top two in the nation. You know what those would be? Uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Texas. 
Wow. Are they really? Those are the top two. That's crazy. That's They're they're in the top three in basketball, too. Right. We said we were moving on. But, I mean, it's that the other part of that is like – and now the Big 12 is saying, well, we'll give you a share and a half. What the hell is that? What does that mean for the other schools in the conference, too? Like, you know, it's – Anyway, they they the big twelve they didn't let yeah nice Spike when when that was not Spike oh Snoop when they Snoop Snoop when they when they let Texas have its own network they were that was done. it yeah all right we got to move on to the new topic but I do have I want to showcase my favorite name image and likeness athlete to this point I don't know if you guys have seen this this is my this is my current favorite I'm Jake Brent junior tennis player at Simpson College. In Division Three, we don't get athletic scholarships, but thanks to name, image, likeness, I can make money off the Brend brand. Maybe now I won't have to work four jobs. I'm going to auction off items to the Jake Brend tennis experience. These are game-worn shoes that I played in while leading the conference in double faults. Dream of being the eighth best player on the sixth best D3 tennis team in Iowa? Well, I'll give you a lesson right after I finish mine. Finally, I will go to your house next weekend to watch the Wimbledon finals. I'd have you at my place, but I have five roommates. The Jake Brend tennis experience. Shoes, lessons, mems. Bids to at jakebrend32, Venmo straight cash to jake-brend. Together, we can change lives, especially mine. <laughs> Is he looking for a job? Because we need help with this podcast. We need. Yeah, uh... and, and this one's really short, but this was the first ad that I saw him do. You ready? Hi, I'm Jake Brend, Division Three tennis player at Simpson College. And while I'm on vacation, I only trust Co. Jones Landscaping, the most mediocre semi-professional landscaping business in South Central Iowa to maintain my lawn while I'm out of town. The best part about it is Co. Jones is spelled cojones. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's a real company or not, but I love it. And now he's, they have t-shirts that are being sold online that say eighth best player on the sixth best D2 team, whatever. In Iowa. In Iowa. And then it it went from Iowa to the best uh, company in southeastern Iowa, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the best mediocre? Wasn't it the best mediocre? (laughs) Mediocre. Uh, he is my new favorite name image in my That guy honestly might have a good future as a barstool yeah. athlete, potentially yeah. an employee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might have a little work to do on his delivery, but his concepts are very, very strong. And right. goes the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. You think that was intentional? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. All right. New Me, topic. Sir, but can new I trouble topic, you for new a new topic, topic please? New topic. Yes, oh, you can please, trouble sir. me for a new topic, sir. Uh, Olympics. Let's talk a little bit about the Olympics. Uh, who's been watching the Olympics? Raise your hand. All right. What is your up to we this point? Four, we have four hands raised. Everybody four hands went up. Yeah, four hands went up. Up to this point, what is your favorite Olympic moment of 2021? Mm. Mm. Surprise mm. questions. Can you share? Can you uh, put up what's on my screen, please? Uh, can I put up what's on your screen? I can. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's, go go 
Go, go, go Tokyo. Go, go, Tokyo. What am I they, saying? Is Tokyo. this a pitching change? This is what they're doing for a bullpen pitching change. They're bringing out the pitchers in a the, the coolest looking golf cart I've ever seen in my life. How come it's not um, that, sponsored? That wasn't that wasn't in Mario Kart. Yeah, why isn't that sponsored by Rawlings or Wilson? It's sponsored by GoGo. GoGo Tokyo. And it has it's a Go-Go message Tokyo. on the front of the it has a message on the front of the golf cart saying "Go Go Tokyo 2020." It's Every, a Toyota. Do you see that? It has the Toyota logo on the front. Oh, very right. nice. Not well, in there, any there advertising standpoint, but it is. Oh, well, but this is the Olympics. Yeah, they well. couldn't. They couldn't do that. They just get to have their brand showcase. Like can that. I? Can I just say that I've claimed the phrase "Go Go Tokyo" as our new <laughs> Olympic chant for the rest of the season for the podcast? Go Go Tokyo. What accent? What accent was that? Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. the accent like that. Wait, is there? Yeah, not, I, that wasn't it. Wait, I can't yeah. do like a, a a Spanish accent for a. a <laughs> It's because I That's don't have a good accent. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, the, Tokyo. But the best part is the seat in the back where this guy is sitting in a life-size baseball. Glove. Glove. He I looks mean, super that uncomfortable. Is, that is beautiful. I mean, this is the best cart I've seen outside of Mario in my life. So big props. <laughs> and that's been my favorite part moment in the Olympics. All right. Anyone else with a, a slightly more emotional favorite moment? Uh, in the Olympics? I, I'll go with, I'm not going to deviate. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with one. Uh, Suni Lee just stepping in and, and crushing while uh, Simone Biles is out and, and, and pulled, pulled herself out. Um, next up just, I think shows you the strength of our, of our program more than anything. The cool thing is she never would have had a shot had, uh, had Simone Biles been out or I shouldn't say a shot, but she would have had a bit more competition. Yeah. 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 Chris, what about you? The, the, sw- the swimmer uh, and, and if you use my uh, swimmer, I'm going to be upset. Lydia Jacoby. The the guy that oh uh, you know dresser mind dress. mine's, mine's yours. Oh, no scared. not dress it's wrestle no it was and I, I it was I watched it on um, well, way to be prepared on my phone well hey I, the name saw swimming no all right so you there we go guys Chris's favorite moment is the U.S. swimmer <laughs> thanks I mean go ahead she tell stories for a living wait start from the beginning. The U.S. swimmer. That was that was better that time. It was that was better that time. <laughs> Mine was a swimmer with a name, Lydia Jacoby, seventeen-year-old out of Seward, Alaska, who has there's literally one Olympic-sized pool, from what I understand, in all of Alaska, and it's not even in Seward. Uh, she had to f- practice in an L-shaped pool during the pandemic because there was no pool for her to get to. The only pool that she could go to was in Anchorage, Alaska. So she moved into an apartment at 17 in Anchorage, Alaska, to be able to swim in the L-shaped pool, uh, goes to the Olympics and unseats another American who set the record, I believe, in 2016. But she wins gold. And quite honestly, just watching the video of her winning gold, watching the video of her swim club back in Seward, Alaska on a split screen with her parents and everything else. Cause nobody obviously can be there was by far my favorite part of the Olympics. Very similar to Chris's story, which is a U.S. swimmer. It was Caleb Dressel. I thought. <laughs> that made everything so that that could have ended any better i think we move on to the next segment. um all right so we know that we've been watching the olympics we also know that we're one of the few uh unfortunately after we're on day six now and the ratings are in 
and it's probably because it's being presented. Chris has been the narrator for some of the events. He's like the U.S. <laughs> Next swimmer. Up. Next up, uh, no. The, Chris is so upset right now. Sports. Um, thirty-four percent down on day one. Twenty-four percent down on day two. Thirty-six percent down on day three. Now these are compared to last Olympics. Forty-seven percent down on day four, and you thought that was bad. Tuesday, 58% down from four years ago. Uh, granted, they do have streaming now, which they didn't have four years ago, which makes up maybe one-fifteenth of the drop. Um, I think it's, like I said, five or 600,000. But the highest point of the Olympics this year has been 20 million at a time, and they're basically getting about 14 million a night. And that's very low compared to what it's been just four years ago. So my question is, I've got multiple questions. One, are we headed? It was five, years, it was five years ago. We missed last year. Eh, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yes, you're right. You're technically right. You're it's right. It's not insignificant. It's five years. years ago. That's true. That's true. Um, is this, are we headed down this path? Is this the trend now? Is it, are we done with the Olympics at the level they were five years ago? Well, I think... Well, probably the level of that level. I don't think it's so. Yes, that it's it's going in the toilet. Usually, you're much more brief than this. The U.S. swimmer. Go ahead. Sorry. I would like to say that <laughs> the I, I think that for one thing, I I, I think that the, the 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 time difference is a killer for them, and I think that was that viewership. Was that U.S. viewership, by the way, or or what was uh, USV, I think it's USV. Okay. USV. All right. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's a good question because it's people are getting their info from so many different places. Like I saw the Dressel clip why I wasn't, because I didn't watch the race initially. And then I watched the highlight and watched him and how emotional it was. And that drew me back in. And that was from a, a Twitter clip that then I saw it on YouTube, you know, and, and my experience, like, I used to, at least when I had direct TV a couple of years ago, you have say it was the masters or something was on and you could go to the masters channel and you could watch. Well, now they do it like on the masters website in that particular example, but you'd have some big event like that. And you could go watch different things that are going on, the different holes in the golf tournament or, you know, whatever. And now I'm stuck with Xfinity as my cable. And it's like, you pull it up and it's hard to even find what's on live on NBC, let alone, you know, they, they had a graphic. I saw it last night when I was picking up dinner and it was like, here's what's on the golf channel. Here's what's on Peacock. Here's what's, but it's like, you get home on your, t on Xfinity, on the company's cable network and you can't find it even doing a, a search by Olympics. You can't find where those are in a tile and go and watch them. And yeah. I think that that, that part hurts on top of like, we knew Simone Biles was out of the competition 15 hours before they aired it and yep. and i just think that that's they're they're still trying to pretend again like they must have the same advisors as the ncaa and the the high school association that it's like you know we have three networks and that's it no people are gonna get it from somewhere else so like give it to me live i don't care if it's the middle of the night i think i think know. the three things that i, that I Actually, exactly the same as you. Time zone being number one in this specific instance. But let's just call it viewership moving forward in the current scenario we're in. Prolifer proliferation of viewership. And then you have uh, confusion on where to go to watch. Whether that's you want to watch live, you want to watch a specific sport. 
I think I think the biggest issue is that for so long we've looked at let's call it viewership. Like what's what's a better representation of consumption rather than like just call it how many people were watching and a sample size of X out of the U.S. general population. I, I think there needs to be something else because for me, if someone just said, yeah, did you watch, you know, let's just even call domestic home team sport. Did you watch your, I'm a Seattle Mariners fan. Did you watch the Seattle Mariners? Well, I didn't technically watch it, watched all the highlights, went on my phone, popped on their website, popped on MLB app, watched the, watched the highlights I wanted to watch. I feel like I watched it, but I did. I technically view it, not the way that they're going to categorize it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he needs to be on every week because, well, actually, he doesn't because he makes me Josh, look like an idiot. Josh. No. No, I was going to say Todd. we have a no. We Josh and I don't, don't we don't bring anything to the table. Chris Todd just interpreted hey, and hey, spoke hey, intelligently. Hey. You got to be speak, careful because you got to think yourself. who would he replace, Chris? Who would he? Repl <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I know. That's why I don't want him back because I realize he's so much better than me. <laughs> Josh, um, you were going to say something, buddy. I was going to say, speak for yourself, Chris. You say we don't bring anything to the table. Look at my, I mean, look at this. I bring this to the table. This this afro. I'm never getting a haircut again. If you killed anybody, a man, anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. Go listen. A few few weeks ago, I, I killed my barber. Josh's barber um, died. Go ahead, Josh. And uh, it's, he it's assassinated terrible. his barber. His pre barber. He wasn't even his barber yet. Yeah, I'm awesome. never gonna get a barber again. <laughs> Not gonna take that chance. Anyway, um, yes, Chris Todd, obviously, I was going to say you made a great point because the other Chris, I've never said that about. Um, I'm kidding. Chris, love you. Um, but no, I think, again, it just goes back to the point of how are we going to measure like you know consumption? And I just don't think eyes on the TV are going to be the only way to look at that. Um, I'm sure I'd like to see numbers on social media and how the engagement's been around the games. I would imagine it's probably similarly down from last time. But in my opinion, I think a lot of it has to do with everything coming out about COVID over the last weeks leading up to the Olympics. Were they going to happen? Were they not going to happen? Not having fans in the, in the arenas, which I have heard some noise, actually. So they're letting some people in. Um, that's the other, other athletes. Other yeah. athletes. Are, yeah. But that's been nice to get to hear something, you know, when, when uh, we were well, think... cold. I think in a in a lot of I gotta ways, cut this topic off because we're gonna miss a lot of topics if we keep talking. All right, about so this my my time. quick I'll try to make a quick point for me at yep. least that Simone Biles and withdrawing due to basically mental health uh, issues is a very much a personification I think of a way of a lot of us feel, and it's just burnt out and the pressure on that like somebody like her that's had the spotlight on her now an extra year because it has been five years not four years since the last olympics this vacuum that we've all been in this past 18 months it's people are burnt the f out right now and so you know it's it's just becoming like to todd's point of like you're you're getting it in bits and if you just look at it from TV ratings numbers, which have been crap for a long time anyway, it's not the real story. There's more, a lot more people are engaged with it. It's just not sitting for 15 minute chunks in front of NBC live broadcast. I, I think there, there's a, there's something to that. I, I think the, um, the the current news cycle that we deal with right now and the the fatigue that comes with that of just always, it, it's weird, but it's weird to say, but always being informed, it, it gets exhausting at times. Yeah. Well, and there's still, I think there's also an element of 
we are in a bit of a fractured country right now. And I, when I think I'm being polite, when I say it's a bit of a fractured company country, and it is a half step more difficult to say, Hey, we're all in this together it, it, more than it sure. has been in years past. So, you know, the emotion behind the USA emblem is, I, you know, if, if there was ever a success from, any Russian, Ukrainian, any hacking, any Chinese hacking, whatever, to break down the fa the fabric and what ties us all together. I think in some ways you see it in times like this because, you know, it's just easier to say, huh, those rich NBA guys went over there and got their butts kicked and sort of laugh at their three out of four losses as opposed to, you know, when I was a kid, I'd be crushed. I'd be crushed. Like what our players went over and got beat. No, I want those guys to go dominate. So I think we're in a different time and yeah. place right now as well. Good point. Speaking, speaking of the NBA, uh, some things are going on in the NBA. Actually, you know what? I just got word that we, and this actually ties into a lot of the stuff we were just talking about. I do have, I don't have a, 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 a quote per se from fake Mark Emmert. But there is footage of him in Tokyo, I'm hearing. It's being reported by not Vice News. Um, and he has a few things to say about name and likeness, I guess, tied with the Olympics. I don't know. Wow. That is, I don't know who got that video. I don't know who shot that video, but that is some good. That's that's mm, that's good stuff. Be that's the most intelligent thing he said yet. Was that an exclusive clip that we got from uh, not Vice Media? Well, I think we're the only people that have run it. So, yes. <laughs> that's the type of hard-hitting journalism we need more of if we're going to continue to build our, uh, our listeners, which I know we are. It's in the thousands. It's yeah. exclusive because we're ex the exclusive idiots that have run that piece. So I, I did appreciate. I don't know if you guys can see it. I did appreciate the the subtitles. Yes, yes, which helped and, a lot. Right. Oh yeah. When the part was, I need to win. That was impressive. Yeah, that they actually <laughs> subtitled the rebel yell that he had. That was good. Um, all right, the NBA. Thank you, thank you to fake Mark Emmert again. We, we need thank to you sure to fake Mark Emmert and to not Vice Media for providing that. Um, the check is in the mail. Uh, draft tonight, NBA draft tonight. Cade Cunningham, that's who's going to go number one, right? Everybody sort of agrees Cade Cunningham is going number one. Well, I think the Pistons basically announced it, didn't they? Oh, did they announce it already? Yeah, and then, and then there was basically the top three picks have already been kind of – Revealed. Announced. So there was a point. That's why we have you on the show, NBA expert. <laughs> I well, I'm, the expert couldn't tell you what the who the two and three picks are going to be, but sure. I did see someone tweeting out about. I think it was John Morant was tweeting like, "Hey guys, we can't even like be surprised and wait for the draft tonight. You got to tell us the whole draft." Um, and Adam Silver was like, "Thank you, John. <laughs> can, yeah. can we nip this in the bud?" Yeah, thanks. Um, Talk about crushing our ratings. We haven't been able to get fake Adam Silver on the pod yet. Uh, we, he's next, though. That, we, yeah. we, I think that is definitely high on the list right now. Um, and I'm going down a limb and saying that after two years, the best player from this draft will be Io DeSumo. Io he definitely has got the best name in the draft. He so. does. He does. Um, but I do want to say, you know, as we do like to break news here 
on the Uniform Exchange podcast that there is already some trades going on. Uh, Woj has been reporting during this stream that the Lakers are close to a deal for Russell Westbrook. So, oh, wow, gonna bring Russell really? Westbrook home. My That's my neighbor, epic shift. Uh, my neighbor Russell Westbrook from Long Beach, California. So. That's exciting if that happens, and they actually were in place on a deal for Buddy Heald with Sacramento, but when Russ came on the table, they basically told I am dying Buddy, to take – he's no longer their buddy. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. They told Buddy what? Heald? Did you, do you want me to stop talking so you can make a sarcastic comment about how much you care about what's going on in the NBA? <laughs> yes. So what were you saying? Okay, go what, ahead. what was the guy's name? Buddy Heald? No, no, no. Just go ahead and make you your sarcastic comment. his name was Buddy Heald? What was name? the guy's name? Make your smart – it was Buddy Heald. Buddy Heal. Yeah. So they told Buddy to heal. That's what I thought. That's, that's where you're going with that. Um, no, but what I was going to say was I can't even imagine Russell Westbrook and LeBron James on the same court trying to share the same basketball. I can't even picture that. I don't even know what that looks like. But I mean, he played with James Harden. He played with Kevin Durant. He's played with some big, big players. But that just, that's, that is, it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun to watch. But man. Yeah. Uh, Barack Obama did go first overall in the draft, though. I a pre-draft. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah. He was named, and I'm gonna mess this, but like partner and minority owner, I guess, in NBA Africa. Is that a correct? Did I say that right? Yeah. I don't want to. I, I don't want to misrepresent the former president, but uh, he is now involved with the NBA and their outreach into Africa and NBA Africa, and it's got a lot of support from a lot of players. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. I think it's awesome. Smart move all the way around. Yes. Yep. One of the, I've always been wondering what what is uh, the former president going to do with his time? He's he was relatively younger coming out of office, and I know everyone knows he's people that follow him know that he's a big fan of basketball. So him getting involved with NBA Africa and there's been a lot of momentum in the growth of NBA basketball. And I think they call it the Basketball Africa League, which held its inaugural season this past year. So. And they're and they're trying to you know build ties with the through the game of basketball across the continent, and I think it's an awesome partnership there. So, yeah. well, kudos all around. Obama is just uh, at another level of popularity there already from his presidency. So him, it's just the the well, it's because he's Muslim. Across. It's because he's oh, Muslim. that's right. And he was yeah. born there. Wasn't he was he? born. Oh, yeah, no. his real birth certificate. Is- <laughs> Africa. Maybe that'll he'll find. Maybe that's why he wants Kenya. to go to Africa to go find the original. I always thought it was weird that it, that he was Muslim, but he went to church. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Stop! Stop with reason and logic. Stop it! <laughs> I don't believe in the facts. Has it been tested through the generations? Through the generations. I do want to say this though, because Mike Smith's not on the call to make fun of me because I tell great stories. But I did once play basketball with Barack Obama. It's a true story. I did once play basketball with him. He's pretty good. Did you use telepathy like Mike Smith did with Ben Zobrist? Uh, no. <laughs> and my story about it was about one fiftieth as long as a result of the lack of telepathy that I used there. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, new naming rights deal as we head into our final segment here. Oklahoma City Thunder with their new naming rights deal. 15 years paid up. Paycom. No, wait. Paycom Center. I keep someone to yeah. say pay.com. It's just Paycom. Mazel tov <laughs> to Paycom and the Thunder. Many mazels to Many. From, from our from our podcast to your family. And speaking of podcast, the NBA is aiming for the second best sports podcast slot behind ours truly. Uh, did we just freeze? You did. Oh, it's wow. the uniform exchange. Yeah. Uh, that was Adam Silver coming in and <laughs> nipping that in the bud. But the NBA has partnered 
uh, with whom, guys? Who, who did they I partner heart. with? iHeartMedia. Heart yes, iHeartMedia. And media. we'll be doing original NBA content to, again, aim for the second best sports podcast. Not iHeartWeg Media, unfortunately. Very nice. That'd make you good. more money. Uh, all right. Now we're down to the last segment. Quick hitters, guys. If you have topics, I'm going to throw a few out. But if you have some as well, we're going to start with rugby in the U.S. The R-U-G-B-Y in the USA. Isn't that a John Mel cap song? I think so. Which one of the four said rugby was the future sport? Was that Mike Smith? I think that was Mikey Smith because you guys both uh, said it was. Boss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I guess the United States is vying for the Rugby World Cup in 2027 and 2031 for men's and 2029 for women's. And this is a good way to drum up some public interest by bringing the all blacks. And if you're going to have somebody, well, I mean, have the all blacks. Yeah. We saw, you know, we, we talked about that when, when Mike Smith brought that up. I mean, there is a large, passionate fan base and a lot of people that have played. So they, you know, they understand that actually understand the game. It's not just, Oh, let's go see the all blacks do some kind of cool dance before they, I could do match, a very right? offensive rendition of that dance. No, as you get no, no. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to still have a podcast. Hey, next you, week. you do an offensive rendition of the All Blacks dance. You're going to have to deal with the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. Nope. And why don't you? Uh, why right. don't you sing "Go Go Tokyo" in that oh, in the middle of it? Voice. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, Go Go That's Tokyo. Just, have you guys? Have you guys been to like a, a professional rugby match? No. It is incredible. I went. I would, yeah. By chance, I happened to go to the uh, was it the World Sevens tournament? He always tells in Las the Vegas. story, Chris. He always tells the story. This is what they <laughs> do to me every week, Chris. Sorry, I just this they always do this to me. Go ahead, Chris. I want to hear the story. Yeah. How many times have you heard this dance? Oh, Drew Barrymore. What happens Jesus. in Vegas has got to stay in Vegas. They, Dad, come on. They, they travel well. They travel well. The fans for all the the different respective countries travel really well. It's a good time. There's no you know dickheads playing around there that, that you know like the guy in now uh, was it new york throwing stuff on the field or anything like that but uh no it's <clears throat> incredible event and to watch people that are the size of linebackers run a you know four four forty running down the middle of the field is pretty impressive so i'm, I'm all for it that and we have we talked about major league rugby i mean it's got to love this and investors in mlr i'm sure are this, a lot of the same people here because it's trying to use it as a springboard and it, it I, I love the idea. It makes sense. I mean, it's a cool event anyway, but to help grow the, a sport like that, that has a lot of potential, it makes a ton of sense. No dickheads. <laughs> That's their new slogan. Rugby. No dickheads. C. Tate. C. Tate said that one. <laughs> um, next topic. I, I'm actually really excited about it, by the way. I'm going to go see it. When they when they were in Soldier Field, they had 60,000 people. So, I mean, yeah. people yep. clearly went out and saw it, and I'm going to go watch it. The next topic uh, could be an expensive topic for a few people. The Cleveland Indians are proactively, which I give props to. Oh, I see what you did there with the – You like that? <laughs> went from the yeah. Indians to don't the guard. Don't encourage this. Don't. Don't encourage that. Uh, But they, I found it interesting. The process of renaming their team, their organization, was very in depth. They went to the public, they had focus groups, they had public votes, they had submissions, thousands of submissions from individuals. but I, what I found interesting was no matter what all they did, they did more than anyone has ever done in preparation for a name change. And what happens when they change their name? The whole world's like, this is stupid. This is the dumbest name I've ever heard. Look at that horrible logo. 
You well, cannot I, win in social media time. You just well, can't. no, but you can't. You know, supposedly they did all this work, mm -hmm. but like, there's a Cleveland Guardians pro roller derby team that's, that's been there actually, for ten years. That's my favorite part about. It's actually, it's story. amateur. And they, oh, is it amateur? Oh, I <laughs> thought it was pro. That's that's even better. And they've used the name for a decade. They use the same figures, the Guardian statue, which apparently. You know, they made a big deal out of this as a Cleveland thing, but nobody in Cleveland or out of Cleveland cares about those statues. But um, they they own the domain clevelandguardians.com. They own Cleveland Guardians on Instagram and, and Facebook. Like, okay, so that's fine that they have all that. They should have all that. But do the the Indians guard the major league baseball team do they have are they lined up that they're gonna they're gonna buy all that stuff out because we haven't heard that they're gonna but, have to. i'm sure i'm well, sure no, they're, they're, already, at, they're already playing that they have to have made an agreement on that because if they didn't then why well, the hell Chris, to your point to right both now? of your points they don't currently have an agreement on it and they didn't pre-plan to do it they overlooked it it came up when that a, a lawyer representing the the amateur team came out and said, look, if you want to do this, you're going to have to pay us, essentially. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So how does, how is an amateur amateur team able to do that? I, 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 clearly they are, but. Well, if, if you can, I, and I'm no expert in trademark law, but if you can demonstrate usage, which having the website up and running for six years, having a team yep. with logos yep. and brands and stuff for 10 years, if you can demonstrate usage, if you can demonstrate <laughs> that the logo is the same, uh, you know, it's just trademark law. I'm sure that there's, they're more limited because they're not a professional organization, to your point, Chris. But they clearly have some leg to stand on. I'm going to bet they'll come to some low dollar amount settlement and they'll get a bunch of swag and become, you know, Cleveland Indian fans for life, Guardian fans for life and, and whatever. But it is pretty funny that they completely overlooked it. It is kind of funny. That's insane that they overlooked <laughs> it. That's insane. I mean, what everything that you do now. I mean, I'm an idiot and I still will go on and look, you know, we talked about what's the name of this podcast. What do you do? You Google it and you type in the domain. And I mean, if you did any kind of research work, you had to have IP trademark people. You would involved. think they would have checked the website. That's had to have been clear. <laughs> and if it wasn't, they should all be fired. And they have, they have tools there to do it. They have tools there to do Yeah, it. it's called a computer. <laughs> Guys, I'm getting I'm getting word right now that they actually hired an outside consulting firm to do this name. It was the it was yep, it was the NCAA. Oh, they, they, oh, ran, the NCAA they came in and, and ran this name. They yep, said, they did. Help so, us that makes the public respect us. So let's let's give them you please know. come and help. Well, congratulations and welcome to the Cleveland Guardians starting in, I guess, is it next year? That's not this, just next year, I believe, right? Starting yeah, next year. Yeah. And the last quick I hitter that the spiders. I just need to say that. I wanted the spiders. Yeah, I thought the spiders would be is... a cool name. Yes. Is, are the spiders like a like a Cleveland thing? Is it? There was a, there, used to be there a, was a, yeah, yeah so they were at one point, they were called the spiders. Now they went something like 25 and 120 or something that year that last year that they were the spiders. But That's like the I'm, team from major league is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am on the Cleveland Facebook. guardians roller derby Facebook right now. And I, they're yeah. doubling down on the website. They just, uh, they just dropped some new merch on www.clevelandguardians.com. I will buy I will buy some of their merch. I literally will try buy some of their merch. My Sell favorite, some merch so they can pay for the pending legal battles. My favorite meme though, was <laughs> the, you know, the, the image of the, guardians logo sort of like 
it sort of looks this direction and you see the wing going back like this place next to uh, the guy from the Sopranos with the white hair that yeah. fans back like that. Yeah, that's the one that I, that's the one that I sent. That's <laughs> amazing. Was it you the one that sent that? Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. That's been really. my favorite one thus far, thus far. Uh, all right. Last topic before we jump off here, Patrick Mahomes, he didn't get any of this money, but some dude that had an autographed signature, a rookie card of Pat Mahomes sold it two days ago for $4.3 million. Looks like four point three million. I need to go dig out my baseball cards. I've they've been put away for twenty years. I really should pull them out, and now would probably be the time to sell them. I haven't even looked. Where's Mike Smith when you need a Beckett monthly update? There he is. Can you get that a little closer? It's perfect. <laughs> That's where they got the logo. I love it. I do love it. I mean, because uh, you just you just have to have one other person that believes in the value of it, just like <laughs> NFTs and all this other stuff. It only takes one well, other person. Why? Right? Why? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we're, we're what? Four, four years, four years, five years into uh, Mahomes, Mahomes uh, career. Like why isn't Tom Brady card being sold at that amount? And it's right. Mahomes. I mean, Social it, media, baby. I, I, I know. I know. I know that works, but it's, we have an entirely new. It's metric. incredible. It's been valued at that. At that height, in a four-year, five—I'll say five-year career, one Super Bowl ring, like just heir apparent. You know, I, I don't know. It's yeah, interesting. I don't know if you've seen. He's on State Farm commercials. Yeah, and he has a lot of Mahomies. So is one of the guys from. <laughs> wasn't it one of the guys from uh, The Office too? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oscar was the. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chris Paul. <laughs> Do we know that that Mahomes didn't buy the card himself? We don't know that, but I believe it was one of the Mahomes. He just gave somebody the money. Said, "Will you just buy this from me?" Can I do my Mahomes impersonation? It's yes, because I have to to announce Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. Yes. So, hey guys, could I buy this baseball card from you? Is that really what he sounds like? It is very similar to Kermit the Frog. Wow, he does, have, he does give off Kermit vibes, but with well, more once again nailed in the impersonation. We're gonna Congrats. have to do a fake Patrick Mahomes interview at some point <laughs> with Kermit the no, I didn't buy that card. No, no, that was somebody <laughs> other than Mahomes. That sounds like that sounds like Christopher Walken mixed with Patrick Mahomes right there. Here's my what you gotta do is <laughs> get a free, free range chicken. I don't God. care how you get God. it, you buy it or hunt it down with a knife. <laughs> This is Christopher Walken. That sounds nothing like Mahomes. I gotta have more cowboys. Nothing like me. Nothing. Nothing. That was better. I like that one. That was not bad. Like, hey, Piggy. Hey, Piggy. Hey, Piggy. I am Kermit the Frog. It ain't easy being green. Everyone thinks we can do a Kermit impersonation. Off the deep end here. We can do. None of us can do a Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. I can do a Kermit the Frog impersonation, guys. I don't want to. I don't want to brag but i've got one all right uh we've completely derailed so let's wrap this up now gentlemen it was a pleasure as always chris other chris chris todd c smart chris smart chris all the handsome things we could roll through thank you for joining us this week Mm -hmm. i appreciate the folks that you have loaning us giving us giving you to us on loan uh now that i've watched some ted lasso Chris, I know what go. on loan well, means. Oh, we got to spend a whole episode on that. Love yeah, that I show. I watched an entire season. It is the best. It is the best 
piece of television out there probably in the last is it five years one season and two episodes old is that it there's just a one couple and, of uh, i think they gave a, a teaser for episode two so uh, i'm caught up out I tonight sure if i was caught up but yeah okay. uh, such a good show great show well we're no ted lasso but we are uniform exchange and we're pretty damn good so guys thank you again for joining chris thanks for coming on uh and we will see all of you in one week. Oh, 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 oh,